0: All right, guys, about that time again, this is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast. Part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you are. You should be. No reason not to be. Here on, uh, what are we now, August the 10th? August 10th games around the corner today is the first game are we talking august 3rd here i'm going to double check myself here real quick that's probably not the greatest idea
1: i'm almost positive
0: it is we're talking august the 3rd i don't want to mess that up let's see the old miss footballs i should know that off the top of my head and it's just kind of where i am right now got a lot going on been real busy few weeks And with everything getting started back with a college football, with high school football, just with everything football, junior college football is getting started. I'm doing a deep dive into that right now to see what that is, uh, what that's going to put out this year. Juco football is as good as it has ever been. And I think that's a product of the transfer portal. You know, the transfer portal has made it really hard for high school kids and recruiting just by raising the bar the standard to get into the SEC right now is higher than it has ever been. And the flip side of that is it's pushing more and more players to the junior colleges. You know, a kid like, um, I mentioned this already, like um, DeAndre Smith, or is it DJ Smith? Man, like I said, it's one of those mornings. Kid from Greenville Christian last year that had such a great year. I think that kid's terrific. Like he is a no doubt power five quarterback in my opinion, and he ends up at Jones for this year, you know, just didn't have spots. And if you're not ready to play in the SEC, this is across the board in all sports. Used to, you'd have, you know, a couple of years to develop. If you want an SEC scholarship, you had better be ready to step onto an SEC field. Uh, That's how players should approach this. And that's what I've told parents, told players, families, that get kind of mad at how it's going. Look, that's just the truth of it. That's just where it is. Be ready to step on an SEC field, and that's kind of where we are. But, yeah, September the 3rd versus Troy. Look, I mean, it's right around the corner. I mean, right around the corner. We're talking, what, from Saturday three more weeks? Three weeks from Saturday we'll have a real game. All right, now what do we want to get to here today on national? Uh, it's National Lazy Day. Don't do that. You no, know, get some work done. Lazy Day is not a good idea. It's also Connecticut Day. Not that anybody cares about that. And uh, it's S'mores Day. So there you go. Go out and knock some of that shapewear. That ain't you. All those days. Some of these days are just so dumb. So why? Why do we have an Agent Orange Awareness Day? But we do. Like it is today. This is what I want to do today. A couple of things from practice, but also a few recruiting notes just to kind of bring you up to date on a few people. Um, some stuff that was on the board yesterday with Kayla Bryant from Vicksburg. Uh, a long thread about Jamarius Brown and how big or, you know, height weight on that guy. And a, a note on Dante Dowdell, big running back from Picayune. Want to do that? The punter situation, what's going on there, at least what I've heard and then a couple of team related things um i'll start with this though we're going to keep this to 15 minutes again today so some conflicting info that at least i'm hearing you know i just want you guys to know kind of how i am consuming the you know behind the scenes kind of info you know for lack of a, a better way of saying it with the quarterback situation uh it's been well documented now that's a two horse race and then what each guy does well and what each guy has to improve on being Luke Altmyer and Jackson Dart. I still hear Jackson Dart turns the ball over too much in practice. Okay, so like yesterday especially I heard something about that and I can't tell you if that was from yesterday's practice or the day before. I'm just talking to somebody that that is he's he's really connected there, right? And uh he turns the ball over too much right now. Has to get better at that. And that look that shouldn't even be a surprise. He's a young quarterback they're going to turn the ball over, but also it's his nature. You know, it's his personality. I should say, you know, he's a, he's a go for it kind of kid when your arm is that big and you can make all the throws you want to make all the throws. Right? So like I hear on one hand, Hey, he's still turning, turning the ball over too much, has to get better there. But then also at the same time, Hey, I, I really think that's the direction they're going to go. So we'll see how that plays out. Now, what that tells me, is kind of what you saw in the spring game, even though the numbers were bad. He has a very high ceiling. He does. And he has a body. He has arm. Like, physical tools are all there. He can really throw a football. The second part of that, assuming that's true, let's say that is true. And let's say we are slowly headed that direction. I'm not writing Luke Altmaier off by any means. Um, I've been on the bandwagon way before most everybody on the board just because I saw him in high school. Luke Altman way more talented than people think. It's just he wasn't the flavor of the month. You know, he was a recruit two years ago. Jackson Dart was newer. And, look, that's just kind of how the recruiting thing goes sometimes. You get excited about recruits, and that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's just – it's a thing. But let's say they do go that direction. A second part of it would be I am hearing the wide receiver room is much better than they anticipated. I got into that some yesterday. Heard something else about it yesterday. And I'm not going to go down the list of names in that room, but it has been upgraded. There will be threats down the field. There will there will be players in the receiving game. And that would go along with a Jackson Dart style of offense where you are pushing the ball down the field a good bit. You know, pound it, pound it, pound it, bam, over the top, that type of thing. And if it turns into that kind of offense, that's your guy. If it's uh, mix it up, pound it, throw it in the flats, you know, a couple of runs, a couple of intermediate throws, move the sticks. If it's that, Luke Altmyer's going to be the guy. And again, you could and you can switch these guys in and out because they do other things well too. You shouldn't just completely box them in. But we'll see. That's just a little nugget on the quarterback thing I'd heard yesterday. And I'm taking all of that with a grain of salt, and so should you. You know, when I hear somebody, hey, he's turned the ball over. Well, to me, that's a, that's a huge deal. Can't turn the ball over at that position, especially with this team if it's good defensively and they can run it like you think they can run it. Uh, But, man, there's a lot of upside there. So we'll see how that plays out. Just a little nugget there. One other position group I did want to mention, the linebacker spot. Truth be known, I don't hear a whole lot from that. And then I see yesterday that Rafe Vinson's been moved from wide out to linebacker. We always look at that stuff, and you try to find a hidden meaning. Hey, why did they do that? What does that mean? sometimes we do that too much. It could be as simple as what Lane Kiffin kind of alluded to yesterday. Man, on special teams, Rafe will strike somebody. Let's see what he looks like at safety. It could be as simple as that. Don't make anything of it other than that. I do think it is also an indicator of what I'm hearing, that the wide receiver room is really deep. And and it's going to be hard for all of those cats to get on the field. So, hey, let's look Let's look at him at safety. So let's play it out like this. Like I said, don't make too much of this. Uh, but let's say they do like Rafe as an athlete, which the kid, he's a walk-on, but still like fantastic athlete. I won't be surprised if he contributes somehow. I don't hear a lot about the linebacker spot right now. Not a ton. At one time, I had heard a lot about Austin Keys and his development. They really liked him. You know, I think he had gotten injured last year and that kind of set him back but we're anxious to see what he turned into. With Sistrunk and Brown, you see what goes on with those guys. But let's say they get into a spot where – and the talk is they have a ton of safeties right now, just a ton of safeties. If they wanted to walk one of those safeties down in the box and play a linebacker-type position – or play linebacker, just say it like that. I mean, Brown is about 220, Sistrunk's 225, 230 – I mean, Otis Reese, you walk down, Otis Reese is about 220 himself. Aishem Young, is uh, he's 215, but that's packed on a 5'10 frame. Now, look, playing linebacker is more than just pure size. You have to just have a knack for the ball and playing the position that's difficult. But if you're as good up front as you think you are, might not have a whole lot of blockers on you and guys that are sideline to sideline. Just say maybe you move Rafe over there. Let's make safety a little deeper if we want to be a little more versatile. Uh, I think it's more of they just wanted to take a look at him because they like what he's doing on special team, but we'll see there. Um, but I don't hear a ton about linebacker. I'll try and find some info out about that position specifically today that uh, that I can get to you guys. Uh, what else did I hear yesterday? Just making a few calls. You know, still hearing a lot about Malik Heath. Malik's going to help this team. He's going to help this team a lot. I had mentioned Larry Watkins a couple of weeks ago. Somebody had told me, like, man, they really like him. He came in ready, and a few people on the board asked me why I put him ahead of some of the other freshmen. It's just what I'd heard, and um, I'm still hearing that, that he's going to find a role somehow. He's ready. Switching positions, though, and then we're going to do some recruiting. Uh, The punting deal. You saw the tweet that got put out about, you know, looking for punters, come to the SIP, that kind of thing. And, yeah, they have a need for a punter right now. Um, the Australian guy that came in, he is injured right now. Don't know exactly what. Don't know the extent, how bad, that type of thing. He's also young. And uh, you should expect some inconsistency there regardless. But right now, they are looking for somebody. It has to be a grad transfer somewhere, or it would have to be a JUCO guy. And they'll bring somebody in, um, I got to ask this on the board about the kid from Colin, Bryce Lofton. Yeah, I hate that worked out like it did. I'm happy for Southern. Uh, Bryce was a first team JUCO All American punter and kicker and uh, was even was better than his numbers. They'd had an issue with getting a, a snapper left right before their season and kind of blew up some of that this year at Collin, But he had waited for an offer. And this is when Coleman Huntsler was still the special teams guy who took off and went to Alabama. They just never offered. So he waited, waited, waited. Southern Miss offers him the spot and he takes it right before signing day. And then Ole Miss ends up offering him right after that. And it's one of those deals. This is where I wish they changed the word of commitment. Hey, I've committed to these guys. I need to stick by my word and go there. I mean, I have nothing but respect for that when kids do it and they do it. But the truth is I tell them opposite. When you're saying the word commitment in this business, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean your word. We can argue if it should be that. Yes, it should be, but it should be that both ways. And, your know, coaches are cutting kids left and right that they offered, and then they just, they had a bad evaluation. It works both ways. It's not a personal thing. It's not a situation where anybody's giving you their word. It's just kind of the, the business of recruiting. You should treat it as such. But he stuck to his word. He went to Southern Miss, and he's going to have a good career there. He'll sit this year. They had a, an awesome belt guy coming back, and he'll start for two years. He would have been handy because he could punt, place kick, and and kick off. And at worst, he backs up all of those spots. You know when something like this happens, but they just for whatever reason didn't offer. You know when they had the opportunity, but they'll find somebody in the JUCO ranks. Um, I've heard a couple names, but nothing solid that I would throw out there. We'll just see what they pick up. Wouldn't be shocked if they do find a grad transfer somewhere that, that can come in even now and, and, and be their guy. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I don't. And we'll see how it plays out. Now, a couple of things on recruiting. Caleb Bryan, I put a note up about him yesterday on the board, defensive end out of Vicksburg. He's top 10 in Mississippi in our rankings. He has a good offer sheet. He's committed to Utah right now. Mississippi State has offered. I do think he's going to swing to Mississippi State. That's my belief. Pulled the trigger on Utah, but it's one of those things that happens quickly. I don't think he'll hold to it. I think you'll end up going to state. But Ole Miss has not offered him. They've recruited him, never offered him. Not to second guess, but this is just me personally. You know, I think the kid's really good. You look at his huddle, you look at his video. And he plays fast. He can run, good size. USC offers him two days ago. Oregon offered him last night. And we'll see if that affects anything with Ole Miss or not. But I'm telling you, there will be guys, not just in Mississippi, but that's obviously, I know a ton here. There will be some of those guys who have big years or other schools really push hard for, and they revisit, hey, let's take a second look. Maybe we missed this evaluation. And that happens. And nothing wrong saying it happens. And they'll come back late and try to mend fences, full court press it. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened with Caleb Bryant. We'll see what happens there. But that's the way things are trending, my opinion. That's not coming from the staff. And then a kid like Dante Dowdell, uh, he's committed to Oregon. Things change. You know, I haven't heard anything there. I'm going to talk to some of his guys this week. But they're going to recruit him, are recruiting him. Uh, that's a big time running back prospect. He's in Mississippi. You already have Sunterine Perkins. You feel good about Aiden Williams. Nothing's changed there, at least what I've heard. But um, I won't be floored, whatever he does, just the NIL world we're living in. And and good for him. You know, I'm happy for him. Um, really good good, family, like his dad, He's just good dude. I like Aiden. And then you pull in Jamarius Brown, who some talk yesterday about his size. If I had to guess, I think Jamarius is in the 6'2 range, 250. I know Kelvin Bolden is six foot, and he was at least a couple of inches taller. Uh, he's not the 6'4", 265 that Moss Point lists him. He's not six-one, two-thirty-five 235 either, in my opinion, unless you do like the barefoot test, which if you did that, all of these cats are losing one to two inches. That's just how that works. But I guess he's 6'2", 250, Um, really doesn't matter either way. If he can play, which I think he can, and if he's evaluated high enough, which he was very early and targeted, really doesn't matter. Uh, But if you have those guys already in the boat, let's say Aiden Williams does pull the trigger, that's three, and Dante Dowdell sitting there, if somehow you could pull off some magic here between now and signing day and reel in those four guys from in-state – um you hit a home run and they'll they'll you know beat the doors down on those guys from now till signing day and and see what happens but high school football is about to get kicked off I'm going to games tomorrow night a lot of photos um, should have a lot of information like I said especially on these guys around here all right guys y'all have a great day enjoy your uh your lazy day your national lazy day and we'll talk to you tomorrow this is Chris Brooks on the Rebels 247 podcast, on the 247 Sports Network, and inside the Rebels. Y'all have a great day. Talk to you later.